Hey, hey, hey. I'm back again with another one. And you already know what time it is. Before we even get into it, we're going to go ahead and get into prayer. So just do me a favor. Close your eyes, you know. Well, at this point, just get into a posture of prayer within your heart, mind, and your spirit. And bless the Lord. And, you know, let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for bringing us through the week, Lord. We thank you for carrying us through and providing for us. We thank you for keeping us safe and making sure that no harm comes towards us. We thank you for healing us, Lord, our emotional pain, psychological pain, and physical pain. We thank you that all the things of this world are nothing compared to what you have for us, Father. And we thank you that the things of this world you give freely to those who ask and who love you, and you work all things together for the good of those that love you. Thank you, God, for your great God. We praise your holy name. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Continue to be with us, Lord. Guide us through the weekend and may the week to come be fruitful and blessed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. So today, I want to talk about forgiveness. And real quick, right, if we were to make this a series, do y'all want it to be called Forgive Him Fridays, like Forgive Them Fridays, or Forgiveness Fridays. Because I'm thinking about that, and we need to make sure we have a solid, um, a solid, I don't know, context or hashtag, per se. Because you know how we have Testimony Tuesdays. And just go ahead and let me know. I'm going to put the question down in our Q&A. And if you are listening from Spotify, just go ahead and please give an answer so we can make this come to fruition. Glory be to God. Thank you. Now, forgiveness. My definition of forgiveness is accepting and taking no offense towards the person, right? Because if we look at this, when you understand Psalm, okay, let's just start here. In Psalm 51, five, it says, well, David actually, yep, that's it. We're gonna go and we're gonna use our references, which is the word of God and is a solid foundation. So, Psalm 51.5 says, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. That just translates to, we are born in sin and shapen in iniquity. Now, with this being said and stated, it is written, We as humans are incapable of offending one another. And... You know, we're told to 
focus and meditate on things that are good and lovely and to edify one another and encourage one another and to speak to each other in Psalms and everything. Basically because the word of God is good for the spirit. It is amazing, honestly, and it helps us grow closer to one another and grow closer to God ultimately, right? Because we're incapable of not because we are incapable of not being offensive. The word directs us to take no offense to things, to not despise things. I can't remember per se where the verse is, but I will put it down in our episode description, all right? And I'm gonna use myself for example. On Wednesday, I was in, I was in my program and, you know, I had brought up how I don't dislike the person, but what I do dislike and what does hurt me is what they say and how they act, their actions and their words. Because people act out of whatever it is maybe going on on the inside and sometimes it could just be simply the devil trying to influence them and use them. And understanding this brought me to a place where, you know, I took no offense to the person per se and their being and, you know, attempted to continue relating with them outside of whatever it is has been done to me. It's like, okay, let's take this for example. When we're kids, we get disciplined by our parents. I don't know about you, but my parents, like, yeah, I got, I, got, <laughs> we had different canes type of vibes, type of, type of vibes. You feel me? And you know, and it's usually whatever would upset them. Like if they had set rules and guidelines, whatever went against those rules and guidelines, you know, we would receive the consequences. Now, for some people, it was overboard. And for others, it was just that, if not less, as in, you know, they would probably get talked to. So we get disciplined by our parents. If you ever got hit, um, you know, and you look back now, and you, if you still have a relationship with your parents, you know you aren't offended by them, right? If you're hurt about how you got disciplined, it was the course of action they took that you're upset with. You feel me? Not them per se, because if you still have a relationship with them after having a problem with the way they disciplined you, that just goes to show what I'm talking about. You feel me? Like, <laughs> it's their actions. It's the method they took that hurt you. And who knows, Glory Lee, you could have learned a different way. And for you, that may have been a little too harsh. Nonetheless, though, you pass no judgment on them because they were only doing what they knew. Praise God. So here I have a couple verses that talk about forgiveness. And to accompany that, I have verses that talk about acceptance and peace. Now, mind you, 
a lot of the time it is said that forgiveness is not for the other person. It is for ourselves and our peace of mind. Because, and they relate it to drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Which if you really think about it, um, dot, dot, dot. It's a suicide. Unforgiveness is a suicidal thing. It's an act of suicide. And so I'm just going to go into it. Praise God. Um, mercy. All right. So here it goes. And also, let me remind you, a lot of the times, if you're one of those people that strive to focus on God and please God, then a lot of the times, the things that people are offended by when it comes to you is just written like they hated Jesus because he was not of the world. So they will hate those of us that are not of the world. And that's okay because you know within your heart and mind, you weren't looking to offend them. Now, if it's something that you know you can look onto, you can reflect on, and see how or why, how and why they'd be offended, you can go ahead and address that and make the wrongs right. But don't ever let it be that the person is just simply trying to manipulate you into thinking and feeling like you've done something so abominable. And it's just like, oh my goodness, who are you? Because you know who you are and you know whose you are. And if he hasn't said anything about it, baby, you're you're solid because God is a solid rock. He is a solid foundation. He is a strong tower that the righteous run in and are safe. Okay? Praise God. All right. Now, I'm going to flip over to Ezekiel 36, right? There's a particular verse, 36, 27. So 36, Ezekiel 36, 25 said, Then I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and we shall be clean from all and ye shall be clean from all your from all your filthiness, and from all your idols will I cleanse you. For context, um I've understood from other pastors and other sermons that it for context it is best to go five verses above and read five verses below to get a full thing, right? And when I read this, it talked about how God forgave for his sake, right? For his sake, he decided to forgive and he made his glory shine through the people that he had placed amongst the heathen, right? Glory be to God. And 36 23 says, and I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned amongst the heathen, which ye have profaned in the midst of them. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, said the Lord God, when I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And wow. So I just want you guys to take that in and, you know, meditate on that. Because that just goes to show how forgiveness is really for ourselves. Because it hurts us. Unforgiveness hurts us more than it does whoever. 
But in God's case, if God were to not forgive mercy, God's wrath is, it's just as his unconditional love is unfathomable, right? Just as we can't fathom the depths of his love, baby. I don't, we, I don't think we can even begin to touch the surface of God's wrath. And God's wrath is something to be severely feared. As his love for us is a reason why we should, you know, be deeply reverenced to him. If that makes sense. I hope it does catch this. And so it goes further to say, a new heart also will I give you. And a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I'll give you a heart of flesh. Because now here we are. And I want to give an example. Right? Maybe this doesn't really fit. But for me, when I read this. Because I go through these things before putting it out and giving it to you guys. You understand? And I look at my life and see what examples and in what situations I may have been doing some of these things and participating before God decided to open my eyes and bless me to see my wrongdoings, praise God. And um, on Thursday, I was on the bus with a couple of our other group members that get picked up by the bus, right? And one of our members, is well he doesn't believe in god right he's not a person of faith and you know i've been having conversations with him so i can really understand certain things when it comes to unbelievers and whatnot he's not he claims to not be a person of faith and he claims to believe that you know the evil and everything else that goes on in the world that is not positive he attributes it to people with imbalanced brain chemicals for him it's brain chemicals and so while we were on the bus i don't remember what we were necessarily talking about but then he went joking the power of christ compels me and i was like and i thought about it and in my mind i was like dang like the power of life really does compel me the power of christ really does compel me Hmm, Praise God, hallelujah. I said, life, niggas for me, Christ is life. Like, Christ, Jesus Christ is life, praise God. I don't know what the enemy's trying to do with that and twist my tongue, but God forbid and I repeat that because this message is going to get to those, is going to be received by those that it's intended for. Glory be to God. And it will do what it has been set out to do because the word of God doesn't return void. Praise God. So, and also I ended up saying out loud, I was like, yeah, the power of Christ really does compel me. And, um, you know, I, we started, well, he started joking around and I played into it and I was talking about the word of God. Now, personally, I wasn't joking when I said this. Nonetheless, though, in the midst, I was laughing, you know because i didn't want to come off offensive you feel me or um what's the word or dang 
I can't figure it out right now. But basically, I was just like, go ahead and inject the word of God into my veins. And I genuinely meant that because I'm looking to be so, so, so strapped with the word of God that nothing and no one, like no attack can prevail and come through because God is great and his word is our sword. Like the word of God is our sword. Praise God. So yes, I want to be strapped with the word and in the word. Praise God. And when I read this first yesterday, you know, I was like, dang, did I? I really did that, didn't I? And, you know, it was reassuring to me. It was reassuring for me when he said in his word, and I will sanctify my great name. And, you know, skip a couple and it says, and the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, saith the Lord God, when I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. And, you know, um, 3626 says, a new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. Now, anybody who's ever dealt with addiction or you know, started to slip into addiction and God pulled them out of it, praise God, you will know that drugs, like, you know, substances are desensitizing. I'm going to take smoking weed. Now, weed is a plant. It's an herb. It's not necessarily a drug, but it does have psychoactive effects. And with that being said, it also... um desensitizes people and it is something that is abused hence why society has categorized it as a substance as well and um mercy 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 and it does numb like even the physical properties when you get a cream it also works as in a what's the word is it an adjustic and it literally creates a numbing effect because okay take this I had knee surgery when I was 15 years old, right? And I ended up getting my medical card around the time that I turned 18. Glory. Now, at some point, you know, the healing process was fine and everything. But then about a year or so after my knee had healed, praise God, um, I was still feeling some pain. And it was like... um, I don't think this is supposed to hurt like this, but what ended up happening was with my medical card, I got topicals as one of my as one of my prescriptions, and I went to the dispensary, purchased a topical cream, and I would rub that cream over the spot that I felt was hurting, and I would massage it into my skin, right, and it created this numbing effect. Not so overpowering, but it numbed it enough and it soothed it to the point that I at least didn't have pain for a couple hours during the day. That's what I mean. It numbs, not just emotionally, but it physically does the same thing to you. Praise God. So, and the process of recovery is abstaining and for me, 
my higher power is God, is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And with that going hand in hand, you know, I'm being stripped of these things, of these worldly things, of these emotional things that aren't pleasing to God and aren't of God, glory be to God. And the process can be hurtful at times. And there are times that it is just a gentle cleansing. And I'm grateful for either one. And I am grateful for both. Because, Lord, you heal me and I will be healed. You cleanse me and I will be cleansed. Like David said it best, right? He says, purge me with hyssop in Psalm 51. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. You under... Ah. And God is just so good. And he goes to say in 51.10, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Praise God. Praise God. And, and then he says in 14, Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God. Thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. The verse of follow goes, O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desire not, not for thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delight not in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God. Psalm fifty one seventeen says, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. And it furthermore says, O God, thou will not despise. Praise God. So with that in mind, you know, when it comes to reflecting the image of God and being like God and being God unto other people, because keep in mind, in the beginning of time, when Eve ate that fruit at first, it was because the devil deceived her and said, no, you're not going to die, but you will be wise like God, right? And her desiring, you know, to be desiring the wisdom and everything, ate a piece, fell into the enemy's trap, and gave her husband some to eat as well. And from that point on, our eyes as a whole of humanity had been opened because the eyes of our four forefathers were open. Therefore, hence why we were born into sin and shaping in iniquity. Praise God. And with that in mind, we are pressed to forgive others. Yes, forgive them so, you know, they may understand that yet what they've done is something if something that you've done is to the point that you're seeking forgiveness, then what you have done isn't good right and to seek forgiveness means you understand that you have hurt someone or you have brought some type of pain and offended somebody and it is important to seek forgiveness and also it goes to say that if you see if you ask for forgiveness of someone and they refuse you have done your part that's why unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Glory be to God. 
And then also, right, 1 John 1, 8 through 9 says, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and truth is not in us. And if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I still want to bring you guys to um, something that I saw in Psalm 51. And it says, Psalm 51, 4 says, Against thee, thee only, have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou might be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Now, this, this Psalm 51 is talking about after, you know, David had gone into Bathsheba, for that was not his wife, and he committed adultery. So here he is bowing to God and asking for forgiveness and begging for cleansing. Now, mind you, the Bible does talk about David, and we are told that David, who glory, David was a man after God's heart. Regard Because he has a long record of doing a lot of things. You feel me? King David was not that guy. But he was that guy at the same time because regardless of everything he did do, you know, that caused people to kind of like, kind of like bat an eye, kind of like, yo, David, you really sure you about God? God knew his heart. And that's why he is so dearly beloved. And he's been called a man after God's heart because God searches the heart. Praise God. He searches the heart and he knows our true intents. Praise God. So, and a lot of times when you're focused on serving God and pleasing God, if anything we've done were to be offensive, right? It is against God that we have committed this sin. And that's why it's important to go ask God for forgiveness because at the end of the day, he is such a loving God and he will give us his peace, peace that surpasses all understanding. And John 14, 27 says, wow, mercy. Give me a minute. We're going to get into it. John 14, 27 tells us, it says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Mercy. Because when the troubles of this world, when the troubles of unforgiveness, and here's the thing, the devil doesn't want us to forget, no. He wants us to be offended. He wants us to be offended wholeheartedly. Because if we're offended, we're we're more likely to sin against God. And mind you, every person belongs to God. Whether they believe in him or not, we all belong to him. And I'm standing by that truth. You feel me? And 
God gave us free will. So therefore, even though we all innately belong to him, he would, he would not force his will upon us. You feel me? But our disobedience and our choices made by our free will is what he will use at the end of the day to bring him glory. Hallelujah. You understand? You feel me? Kind of like how um, it says in Genesis, I believe, that the Lord gave Pharaoh, you know, hardened Pharaoh's heart. And also when it talks about um, Sodom and Gomorrah, we are told that, you know, the Lord gave them, let them give into their into the sinful desires of their hearts. He gave them, he let them give into their hearts. And because they consistently decided and chose to do all it is that they had been doing, that angered God. And he was just like, all right, this is the choice you want to keep making. Go ahead. And this is what it's going to be. Praise God. Now, that's a topic for another day. So we're just going to keep on this. Praise God. And then... Glory. Now, also, let's look at the story of Joseph and his brothers, right? Joseph's siblings sold him into slavery. And, you know, all through, he went through things. He was put in prison, the stand the third. But nonetheless, though, Joseph was put in a position that had his brothers come to seek his help. And the way it's portrayed in the cartoon movies is at first they didn't recognize that it was their brother Joseph, even though he recognized them. Praise God. And we see here that he is he is um asked to forgive his siblings. It goes in Genesis fifty in Genesis fifty sixteen, right? It says, and they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Thy father did command before he died, saying, going to verse 17, So shall ye say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brethren and their sin, for they did unto thee evil, and now we pray thee, forgive, and now we pray thee, forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of thy father. And Joseph wept when they spake unto him. Praise God. At first, Joseph was upset with his siblings. When he saw them, he he was upset. You feel me? He was upset. And I believe we're told that he was willing to have them thrown into prison for what they did. And glory be to God. Um, you know, he was advice to forgive his siblings for what they did and we go, go furthermore and it says right this is what joseph said unto them Fifty twenty says but as for you ye thought evil against me but god meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive praise praise god god let joseph go through all that he went through 
God let Joseph's siblings give him into slavery because, hmm, mercy. What they thought they were doing to cause harm, God used it to bring blessings unto many other people, into so many people's lives because his grace is that much abounding and his love is just that deep. He will let us go through things in this life so that when we do speak, when we do share, when we give our testimonies, praise God, we are able we are able to reveal and show God and his ways and his works in our lives unto other people. And they may be unbelieving at first, but after that, they're being transformed into, ooh, mercy. Their hearts are being transformed and they begin to accept the existence of God. And ultimately they will begin to attest and prophesy and, you know, believe God in their lives and in their hearts. Praise God. They will begin to testify. That's the word I was looking for. They will begin to testify of the goodness of the Lord because long before they have come to agreeance of God's power working in their lives and in them, right? God will definitely have done things for them looking because God loves us all. And he doesn't want any one of us to lack, right? And there's people that have a hard a harder time accepting God than some of us. And that's okay because our relationship and our walk with Christ varies. We all bear our crosses. Nonetheless, though, when we come to Christ, we are put we are putting down our burden at his feet. We pick up his burden and he gives us his yoke. Praise God. And that is more than anything we could go on with. We are blessed with his forgiveness, with his with insight into his unconditional love. And wow mercy. And that's it, right? So now let's go back. In 50, 16, and 17, you know, they give the message from Joseph's father. And when he wept, when he wept, his brethren, his siblings also went and fell down before his face. And they said, behold, we be thy servants. And Joseph said unto them, fear not, for am I in the place of God? Mercy. Because if we look at the things that we do, Hmm? When we look at the things that we do, not unto other people, not unto other people, right? Just look at the way that we live our lives because God wants us to live a holy life and to be sanctified by him and for him to work in us and through us, mercy. When we look at the things that we do, when we look at how we choose to not spend time with God, when we look at how we choose to run to things and other people besides God first. When we look at how we choose to just be without praising, without worshiping, without praying, without acknowledging, these things do hurt God. When we look at how we choose to idolize these celebrities or these substances, glory be to God, he is hurt. Nonetheless, the once we realize our wrongs once we go in and ask for forgiveness we're forgiven 
we are forgiven. And if God can forgive us, if God can forgive the things that we do that do not harm the ones that he loves as well, including us, because he loves us and the things that we do, they do tend to harm us. They cause us harm internally. But because it feels good, we don't see or pay attention to the damage that it may be causing internally, right? And he forgives us and he cleanses us by his love and by his stripes we are healed. Glory be to God. How can we not forgive the wrongdoings of others unto us? How can we sit here and take offense to the things said and done unto us? Because at the end of the day, God will take everything and work it together for the good of those that love him. Mercy. And for the longest, I, I, I took offense to things, you know. I wasn't easily angered, but somebody would say something to me and I'd be like, dang, I'd be hurt about it. Somebody would do something and it would hurt and I would withdraw and most likely never speak to that person again because that was just the type of person I was, glory be to God. Because I was looking to protect myself and I wasn't looking to the one who created me to protect me from the harm and from the offense within my heart and holding on to grudges, holding on to the things that people have said and done as an excuse, because that's what it really is. It's an excuse to not commune and let God shine through us and reveal himself to them through us, right? Mercy. And it felt good to be angry at times it did feel good to be angry but then for me being angry wasn't something i necessarily enjoyed because it was such a heavy emotion i find anger to be a burden i personally look at anger and find it to be a burden so there are things that i have been through in life there are things that have been done to me by people and that have caused me deep, deep wounds. And it's all to the glory of God that I'm able to speak. I'm talking, I've been hurt so deep to the point that all I've done is withdraw from people and society as a whole. Because I felt within myself that, dang, if being out here is only going to hurt me, what is the point? There is no point in me being out here. Yes, I am an introvert, but I became all the more so introverted. You know, from solitude is great, but there were times that it's it went into isolation. At this point, it was not me being in solitude. It was not me being an introvert. It was me simply avoiding the hurt that could be put onto me and brought onto me by simply stepping outside and by people simply because they felt justified within their own hearts and minds to do and say all they have done and said. Praise God. And sometimes we have to forgive without even um, being asked for forgiveness. Yeah, that is hard, but nonetheless, though, it is the will of God. Because we deserve to have that inner peace. We don't deserve to have turmoil. 
We don't deserve the pain. We don't deserve the anguish. We don't deserve all that anger brings with itself within us because when we're angry and emotional, we tend to hurt ourselves and other people. And even if we don't hurt other people, we do hurt ourselves, right? Mercy. And anger is such a blinding emotion, glory be. And it is such a surface level emotion because there are other things beneath that anger that are causing it, sadness, regret, you know, things like that. Those are the only two I really could come up with because those are the ones I've really experienced. And glory be that a lot of the times my anger hasn't led me to hurting anybody around me, but it did lead me to hurting myself because in my younger years, I did cut. You know, I used to get a blade, sit down in a corner, and I would cut to feel something, anything besides the anger. I wanted to let out what it was that I was feeling underneath that anger. And I couldn't because all anger did was blind and cover up, praise God. Hmm. So my brothers and sisters in Christ... I just wanted to say, forgive and forget. And even if you don't forget, right, still forgive. Because you may not be forgetting, so you can still protect yourself in some way. And just because you forgive does not mean that you are weak. Just because you give them access back into your life. Now, keep in mind, you can forgive somebody and forget the wrong that they have done to you and have boundaries in place that keep you from experiencing the type of hurt that they brought onto you, right? And if there's someone who truly wanted you in their lives, they would understand and, you know, adhere to your boundaries because, Lord, glory be to God. A lot of times us forgiven is looked down upon Because it's like, dang, so you're really just going to forgive them for doing you like that? You're really just going to turn the other cheek? Blood, the Bible says to turn the other cheek. (laughs) You're really just going to let them treat you like that? Yeah, I mean, that does not make you a doormat. It just shows you the type of people and the type of person to not necessarily be around and to pray for them. Because if they could walk all over you like that, if they could hit you and you turn the other cheek and they still hit you and you turn the other cheek and they still hit you, you don't deserve to be abused like that. And that is a boundary right there in the Bible that opens our eyes. If we were to read deeper into the word of God and ask for his revelation, glory be to God and his wisdom upon that, it shows us that we deserve more. Because we are made in the image of God. We are fearfully and we are wonderfully made. Glory, hallelujah. But that doesn't mean be judge. God is the judge and the jury. We're just called to forgive and edify one another and encourage one another. 
So with that being said, you know, the last thing I want to close off with is Galatians 5, 22 through 23. Because if we look at, there are laws that prevent us from committing atrocious things, right? And glory be to God that in his word, in Galatians 5, 22 to 23, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Glory be to God. And if you go down, it goes, um, 525 says, If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. And 26 says, let us not be desirous of vain glory, hallelujah, provoking one another, envying one another. Because that leads to sin. That leads to hurting one another. That leads to offending one another. And with that in mind, let us ask God to produce in us and to produce in us the fruits of the spirit and to strip us of the things that are not of him, to strip us of the anger that isn't of him, to strip us of the malice, the unforgiveness, the things that the devil wants for us to fall. The pride that keeps us from forgiving, right? From loving. Because it does say pride comes before the fall. And the wages of sin is death. And being in our pride leads us to sin and ultimately death. Glory be to God. Like substance use, substance use. An addiction. It's a way of killing ourselves, our inner spirit, right? We're killing ourselves inwardly. And then it starts to manifest outwardly. And it's such a slow death unless we repent and we go back to God and we ask for his healing and we abstain. And for me, that has been and is the journey I'm on. Praise God. So peace be unto you, my brothers and sisters, and happy Sabbath. Have a blessed one. Thank you.